I'm John Moe. This week on Wit, actor Eric Stone Street. He's Cam from the TV show Modern Family. There was one sentence in the pilot which was, oh my God, do you love it? And I was like, when I heard that, I'm like, I know that line. I know that, that tone of how it sounds in my head. And it's really basically my mom saying at Christmas, well, do you love them? What do you think? Do you like them? And Brandy Carlisle joins us. She's a singer, songwriter, and she has a secret life as an online tomato obsessive. Sucker leaves, not to trim the sucker leaves, to use, you know, eggshells to keep the slugs away or to use beer. You know, these are important things that I like to talk about at night on <laughs> Tomato Grower's message board. Fortunately, she pulls herself away from the computer to play some songs, all on wits. Coming right up. Wherever is your heart? From APM, American Public Media, this is Wits. I'm John Moe, coming to you from the historic Fitzgerald Theater in downtown St. Paul. We've got a great show from Modern Family. Eric Stone Street is here. John Munson and the witnesses are on hand. Our musical guest this week, oh my goodness, we are in for such a treat. She has given the world several critically acclaimed and best-selling albums, such as The Story and Bear Creek. Her latest album is The Fire Watcher's Daughter. Here is Brandi Carlisle with The Twins. I think it's time we found a way back home. You lose so many things you love as you grow. I miss the days when I was just a kid My fear became my shadow, I swear it did Wherever is your heart, I call home Wherever is your heart, I call home And though your feet may take you far from me, I know Wherever is your heart, I call home Made me feel like I was always falling Always falling down without a place to land Somewhere in the distance heard you calling Oh, it hurts so bad I let go of your hand Wherever is your heart, I 
Oh God, forgive my mind. Oh God, forgive my mind. When I come home, when I come home. Oh God, forgive my mind. There's a road that's long and wide, and others oh, I'm calling home. Hanseroth twins. He is an actor perhaps best known for his role as Cam on the TV show Modern Family, for which he has won two Emmy Awards. You may have also seen him on CSI, the movie Almost Famous, and in the Weird Al Yankovic video for the song Tacky. Eric Stone Street, welcome to Wits. Thank you so much, and hello, St. Paul! I accidentally said Minneapolis on Twitter, and oh. I was reprimanded. Yes. You never I got that. a geography lesson. <laughs> Cam on Modern Family is the role that's made you a household name. It's brought you into everybody's households, into their <laughs> living rooms. You are not Cam, however. No. How are you different? Well, you know, the, the truth is, is... I'm not a, a tremendous amount different. I'm a passionate person, and I'm excitable, and I feel like I can be lovable at times, which I think Cam is. And when I approach the character of Cam, you know, in order for it to be successful, and I hope it is for everybody, it has to be some of me. So I wouldn't say I'm as easygoing and breezy as Cam. I'm a little more uptight. A little, little secret is that Jesse is more like Cam in real life, and I'm more like Mitchell in real life. I'm constantly worrying about everything and stressing uh, for myself. I've just really done a number on my cuticles this afternoon, just thinking about being out here. But um, see, I know what cuticles is. That's how I'm like Cam. <laughs> I like football and I know what cuticles are. I read where the, uh, the gesturing that Cam does is something that uh, you're imitating your mother? Yeah, in the beginning when I got the audition for Cam, it was a pitfall sort of an, of an audition and I came into it late. And they had built this character that delivered this baby to Lion King music, yet on the page said, well, we don't want him too over the top. <laughs> like, oh, okay, then. Uh, so, you, you know, you kind of have to create a character that can get to that place without sort of being over the top. And there was one sentence in the pilot which was, oh, my God, do you love it? And I was like, when I heard that, I'm like, I know that line, I know that, that tone of how it sounds in my head, and it's really basically my mom saying at Christmas, well, do you love them? What do you think? Do you like them? <laughs> it's great. 
so yeah, that's where it started is I just needed a flagpole, you know, a little something I could look to and recognize because my mom's certainly not over the top. She's a, a beautiful, loving, wonderful person. And you don't meet her and think like, oh my God, that woman is too much. The show has been going on for quite a while, and during the run of the show, the same-sex marriage issue has just changed dramatically in this country. I mean, from you started in 2008, right? Eight, yep. Okay, so this is a phenomenally popular show. It wins, I think, every single Emmy Award that is ever offered. And uh, what role do you think the show has played in that national discussion? Well, you know, look, I wish I could humbly say that it had nothing to do with it because that would make me feel less important or pressured of just wanting to make people laugh because that's all I've ever wanted to do is just entertain people and make people laugh. But the harsh reality or the fantastic reality is is we have had an impact on people. There's just no two ways about it. I remember... Um, a friend of mine, I was in Atlanta working on something and I had lunch with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time and he happens to be gay and he said, dude, do you know you're going to be in history books? Like you're going to be in, in like textbooks and stuff. I'm like, come on, no, that's not true. Literally I get back and I get a, a memo from my, my people. <laughs> I have a lot of people. And uh, they say there's a sociology professor that's writing a, a current textbook and they want to include Mitch and Cam as, as having a, a massive amount of importance on, on changing people's perception of what gay marriage and relationship is. But where I really see it and what makes Jesse and I and the show creators the most proud is when kids come up to me and say, you made it easier for me to tell my parents I'm gay. And when I have parents... <clears throat> come up to me and say, I was able to accept my son or my daughter because of Mitch and Cam. And that is undeniable and inarguable that we have had an impact. And I never in a million years thought I would have the opportunity to make people laugh and potentially, I think, be a, a cultural touchstone for people. Do you carry that around when you are... Yeah, I have play it right here. <laughs> you, That's exact speech. Cultural touchstone, can uh, I help you? Um, that's very heavy on you as an actor uh, in a in Well, a that's sitcom. why we downplay it. Jesse and I, we try not to think about that because we do just want to play the moments. And we can't represent every gay right. person. We can't make everyone happy. And Jesse was the one that had to tell me that right off the bat because of, I'm like, getting so mad at people of saying something. It's like, well, we're not trying to represent everybody. We, we're just trying to represent these two people. And if someone doesn't like Mitch or like Cam or doesn't believe Cam's believable, I just have to say, like then what am I supposed to think of people that come up to me every day, literally every day, and say, thank you. Thank you for being somebody that I can look to on TV and see my parents. Or thank you, girls that come up and say, I have two dads. It's like, it's discounting people. So we just try to play the characters honestly and tell the stories and transcend that they're gay people. We just want to shuffle the fact that they're gay way down the list because that shouldn't define anyone, Mitch and Cam included, where parents... We're, we're friends, we're, we're lovers. Jesse hates when I say lovers. Um, <laughs> what? We are, Jesse. We're lovers. It's like, stop it. We don't say lovers. <laughs> we're partners, we're husbands now, you know? Eric Stone Street, everyone. Hey. Oh my God, there he is, there he is. Are you ready? Okay, all right, all right, and, and, and jump. Okay, okay, good, get the net on him, get the net on him. I got him, I got him, tie him down. I 
was tying him down. Why do you always have to boss me around? Oh, oh my God, it's a Bigfoot. We captured a Bigfoot. This is amazing. Okay. Ouch. Oh, okay, okay, now get right in front of him. Look in his eyes and wait. What are you guys doing? Are you weirdies or something? He talks. Hey, just be cool and let me go, okay? What do you even want? Marriage counseling. You see, Bigfoot, I wanted to go on a marriage encounter weekend. And I wanted to go on a Bigfoot encounter weekend. <laughs> I'm a big fan. This is awesome. Okay, we had a fight about it. I had a discussion. You had a fight. Oh, oh, I see. You're completely innocent. But then we were told by a shaman that we met at a water park that if you catch a Bigfoot, he has to provide you with marriage counseling. Has to. No, perfect compromise. Bingo, bango, Bigfoot. Wow. Uh, I, I, I didn't get your name. Beckany. Beckany, I'm not sure why you trust a water park shaman, but I'm, I'm not a marriage counselor. Look at me, I'm eight foot tall, I'm naked, I lurk in the shadows of the forest. I have no advanced degree. I'm sorry, maybe we should leave. Todd, you always do this. We start a project together and then you flake out. What, are you mad at me right now? Well, Bigfoot, do you think it's fair? Oh, you guys! I'll provide the counseling, just stop talking to each other. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Bigfoot. sorry, Bigfoot. Okay, now... Think of me as your love. You caught me. That's like new romance. I'm wild. I'm exciting. There are strong odors. <laughs> but what happened next? Well, I, I was afraid. I mean, I'm still afraid you're Bigfoot. Stay in the metaphor, Todd. Well, personally, I can feel the excitement wearing off already. Beckany, are you being serious? We just caught a Bigfoot. But don't yell at me. Sometimes our love like a giant bipedal man-ape, is too much for me to handle. And like grainy footage of this mysterious hominid crossing a riverbed, I don't know where our love is going. Good sharing. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this. Am I real? I hope so. I mean, but there's a lack of physical evidence, and most credible scientists... Ah! <laughs> Am I real? Yeah, you're real. Yes. You're absolutely real. Okay. So is your love. Love might hide sometimes, might skitter into the forest to avoid being seen, but it's real. Love might be mistaken for a, a bear. Other times, someone plants fake footprints of love just to mess with people. I'm kind of losing the thread here. But you can't tie love up. So... Untie me. Set me free. No, no, but then you'll run away, Bigfoot, and I'll never see our marriage again. Hey, 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 hey. You'll be able to see me, Beckany, if you truly wish to see me. It. Bigfoot. Love. Okay, Bigfoot. Now, Gretchen! What? Oh, hey, oh my God! Oh, there are. Why are we trapped in a net? Beckany, Todd, this is my wife, Gretchen. Hi, you guys. Sorry about this. It's nothing personal. You see, Jimothy. That's me. <laughs> Jimothy and I have challenges, too. Cryptozoological marriage is crazy. Aw, you captured us for your own marriage encounter? Oh, actually, no. No, we're going to eat you. <laughs> Christina Baldwin and Mike Fotis as people, Eric Stone Street and Brandy Carlisle as Bigfoots. 
Coming up, shocking facts about Brandy Carlisle, WikiHow Theater, and what's new on PBS. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. You want to see Wits live? We have several performances coming up. You can watch us make our radio show. You can have a lot of fun, too. If you're in or around the Nashville area, we're playing the Wild West Comedy Festival on April 17th. We'll have some fantastic Nashville music, some great comedy. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if the Twin Cities is closer to home, come to the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul on March 20th to see Carrie Elwes, the Dread Pirate Roberts, Robin Hood in tights, along with singer Cat Edmondson. You also won't want to miss our show May 1st with the fantastic singer-songwriter Ryan Bingham and actress and comedian Marilyn Ricecup. She's Chloe from 24. She was incredibly funny on Arrested Development, Mr. Show, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Tickets for these and all of our upcoming shows at witsradio.org. Best-selling authors Sherman Alexie and Jess Walter host A Tiny Sense of Accomplishment, a podcast discussing the triumphs and struggles of writing. A Tiny Sense of Accomplishment at infiniteguest.org. This is Wits. I'm John Moe here with Eric Stone Street and musician Brandy Carlisle. Full disclosure, I have never missed an episode of Modern Family. This is Philip John Hanseroff. This is Tim Hanseroff of the Hanseroff Twin. Born to ramble 
Maybe you'll take to the faraway places Where life is gonna deal you a handful of aces But it doesn't really matter how great the space is Or change And when everything else changes Our love will stay the same Change. And when everything else goes away, our love will still remain. A change. Life has a fuse and it with a quickness but death ain't the long twisted branch of sickness just as the spark gives birth to a flame we'll be bound by your love and in the family name we're Stay the same or change. And when everything else goes away, our love will still remain. Or Randy Carlisle with the twins. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Eric. I like your hat. I like you. <laughs> and now, shocking facts. Facts about our guests that are shocking and are facts and together make shocking facts. I will present the facts. Singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle will offer some explanation or elaboration. Shocking fact. Brandy Carlisle served as a background singer for an Elvis impersonator. This is true. Uh, I had a sideways ponytail, a poodle skirt. And how that old was, were you at this point? I was a teenager. All right, then. I won't disclose exactly what age. Okay. But enough for it to be inappropriate and a really... really <laughs> Really great learning experience. There were a lot of sequins. I, I'm trying to sequins. square the side ponytail with the Elvis impersonator. That's 80s confusion. Okay. All right. So it was in the 80s. Confusion the 80s. about the 80s versus Elvis. <laughs> did, you have, did you have a very oversized sweater and white sunglasses also? With my initials sewn onto it? Yes. Perhaps. Thank you. <laughs> Shocking fact... Brandy Carlisle uses a secret alias when she goes on the tomato grower's message board. Many tomato growers message boards. Really? More than one? What do you mean by tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> 
I really love tomatoes. It's a thing, and I've started growing them. Oh. And so my wife thinks it's really funny, hence the fact that she told you this, that I stay up all night on these message boards talking about, you know, <laughs> what you know, can you to trim save? the sucker leaves, not to trim the sucker leaves, to use, you know, eggshells to keep the slugs away or to use beer, you know. These are important things that I like to talk about at night on <laughs> Tomato growers message boards. And, and what is the secret alias that you use? I'll never tell you. Oh. Do, you. do you have certain issues that are hot button issues for you on the <laughs> Listen, there's message? a lot of controversy to growing tomatoes. <laughs> a lot. To trim or not to trim, that is a question. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking fact, Brandy Carlisle wore a cowboy costume from the age of seven to the age of nine. Almost exclusively. <laughs> Amazing. And I really thought it was so cool. I had no idea that anybody would think it wasn't cool. And um, Did you wear this to school? Yeah, yeah. And like a 10-gallon straw hat, uh, like a picnic table pattern shirt, Wrangler jeans, and boots on the outside of my pants to school every day in a totally, like in Burien, which is like a suburb of Seattle, not even in the country at this point. Yeah. And I remember I would ride like my... Near the airport pink bicycle around town with my like cowboy you know clothes on and I just thought it was super cool and this one day these girls I called them the rich girls moved in a few houses down the street and um they were kind of kind of humored me and how weird I was and they invited me over because they had a friend from out of town and I remember it took me a long time to get those boots off and so I'd come into their house and I'd get the boots off and I'd go upstairs and hang out and then I'd go leave and I'd put the boots on well they invited me over for tea. I don't know why nine-year-olds would drink tea, but I came over to the house. I figured I, it'd be a sarsaparilla at least. <laughs> Authentically, yes. And I met their friend, and I remember going downstairs, and uh, I, took my, I took my boots, and I would put my boots on, and, and I, I was holding the door open, and I accidentally let the door close. And the girls thought I had left, and they said, that is why we invited her over here. Can you believe what she wears? And that was the end of the cowboy costume. Oh. I know this is a comedy show, but... No, 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 no. I wonder what those girls are up to now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> those we girls... should call them up. Do we have that technology? <laughs> Brandy Carlisle, thanks for explaining these shocking facts. Yeah. <laughs> Support for Wits comes from The Moth, not the literary storytelling series, just this one really rich moth I know. <laughs> and from Six Flags Dog Water Park. It's like a human water park, but with less urine. <laughs> we get additional support from Your Book Club. Your Book Club, come for the wine, stay for the wine. <laughs> the website WikiHow features thousands of articles about how to perform tasks, all written by ordinary people online. Many articles are helpful, how to change your oil, how to become a U.S. citizen. Some, not so helpful. Periodically, we present selections taken word for word from WikiHow as choral readings. This is WikiHow Theater. Wiki, how'd you do it? Wiki, who, I didn't do it well. Wiki, how, theater. How to smile like you mean it. Think of your happiest memory. 
Maybe it's a holiday with your family where you had a laugh or your first kiss. Whatever it is, think back to it and just wait for the smile to creep onto your face. Forget about all the bad things for a second and think about everything good in your life. You have a life full of adventures. Don't talk about your smiling techniques to new friends or you will seem odd and off base. Fake a smile for 30 minutes and then you will realize you are smiling for real. Think positively about yourself. What weird things did you do? Did you tell your crush you like him? Or did you lie down in the rain? How to move on from someone who doesn't like you? <laughs> cry. And, and cry a lot. Crying will get out all your emotions instead of keeping them bottled up inside. This is called catharsis. Find a good place for crying. Depending on how emotionally attached you were to this person, you'll probably be going to this special place specifically for crying a lot. <laughs> Think about all the bad things associated with the person you loved. Here's one way to think about it. If you're stopped at a red light and all of a sudden it goes green, everyone else is going forward with their lives and you're just stuck. <laughs> you will eventually get hit by another car or fined for staying in the middle of the road. Getting rid of things that remind you of them is not the same as destroying things. It may not be a great idea to send all of their belongings up into smoke by burning it in a funeral pyre. Write song lyrics or stories, do homework, hang out with friends at the mall, watching movies, all of these things will work. If you're ready, you know, you could just try to find someone new to love. You could meet this person in a bookstore or a coffee shop. <laughs> Online or in the middle of the street. And that is WikiHow Theater. WikiHow Theater. Eric Stone Street, Brandy Carlisle, Christina Baldwin, Mike Fotis, and me reading those. Pop song correspondences. A letter to ACDC from Satan. Hey guys. Thanks for writing the new jingle. Really, all you heavy metal bands are so sweet in your endless supplications to me. Means a lot. Honestly. The 
is, we have not been getting the tourism surge we were expecting in hell. Look, I'm grateful for the jingle, but the lyrics don't mention the great tourist attractions. Caco demons feasting on the entrails of the damned, or the lake of fire. You can rent a cabin right next to a lake of fire. Plus, we have a never-ending smooth jazz festival. Be nice if you mentioned it. I don't know, if you get a chance in the rewrite. like to be with friends, even if those friends are routinely deboned while screaming, then reboned. But look, I want to be clear, it is hell as a destination that we want to promote. The new highway is just a highway, but that's the part you keep dwelling on. because I, did, I didn't quite catch that. Look, the highway is there so people can drive down, spend some time and money, and then return to the world of the living, traumatized for life. We have a dungeon where Tom Bosley drills a hole in your head for eternity. It's so cool. So maybe don't keep talking about the highway. right there so many other rhymes could work uh trapped in a tent with a clown wear a hundred snakes as a crown eat an apple after it turns brown get on down to hades town look i'm just spitballing but they're provocative right hey satan hey guys paying my dues Look, the promised land is in the Middle East. You're supposed to be talking about hell. Look, I'll be honest, I sort of think you guys wrote the song in the car on the way down here, like on the highway. I'm on a highway to hell. See right there. and I'm not going to punish you. I mean, yes, I am, and yes, I will. I'm Satan. But why not come visit, and we can work on the song together as fireworms shred your roasted eyeballs. It'll be fun. You'll never leave. I'm on the highway to hell.
Johnson and the witnesses as ACDC with Tim and Phil Hanseroth, Janie Winterbauer as Bon Scott. Coming up, more with Brandy Carlisle and actor Eric Stone Street. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. Hey, there's a brand new daily show on the Infinite Guest Podcast Network, TBTL. Luke Burbank is your host. You might know him from his frequent appearances on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Every day he talks with his co-host, Andrew Walsh, about what they say is the really important stuff. This is just the life cycle of an M&M. Like, no M&M thinks like us, like, okay, we're going to live until 70, we need to get a good health care plan, etc. An M&M knows that at any moment they can be eaten by a human. But they still fraternize with humans for some reason. But well, they that's know the other that, yeah. part of this that makes no sense, is like, why on earth did they go to a human party? When that's like, I mean, that's the, that's the number one predator of M&Ms. Right. Humans. Why would you ever? Okay. Anyway, back to Wayne Scoting. TBTL with Luke Burbank. Search for it in your favorite podcast app or go to infiniteguest.org. This is Wits. I'm John Moe here with Eric Stone Street and musician Brandy Carlisle. Welcome back to the PBS Spring Membership Drive. Joining us right now, major donors Herbert and Myrtle Girdleton of the Girdleton Group. I'm Herbert Girdleton. And I'm Myrtle Girdleton. Thanks to donations from the Girdleton Group and viewers like you, PBS can provide quality programs. Coming this season, the Canadian remake of House of Cards, Hoose of Cards. Hi folks, I'm Frank. Gosh, everything's so nice all the time here in Ottawa. Oh no, a dog hit by a car. Moments like this require someone who will act to do the unpleasant thing, the necessary thing. Let's get some of our nationalized health care for this dog. <laughs> Great. Thanks, fellas. There. No more pain. Oh, hey, Frank. I'm from the Canadian government. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure there. Hi, me too. Oh, hey. You say the word, and I'll begin a series of dominoes falling, initiating a Byzantine power grab such that you will ascend to an office higher than the highest office, the one pulling the strings for the highest one. What do you say? Oh, gosh, no. I'm awful sorry. I, I gave that impression that that would be a thing I want. No, no. Not that I don't appreciate your offer. Oh, okay. Well, sorry for offering something you don't want. Yeah, sorry for declining it. Sorry for putting you in a position to. <laughs> sorry for making you feel apologetic. Sorry for making you feel that way. Hey, sorry, but hey, 
I'll seize power if no one else wants it, and you know, you need someone. Oh, oh, that'd be nice. Okay then, bye-bye. <laughs> Got him right where I wanted him, eh? Horse of curds. Firm Kernader. One of the fern pergrams on Perber Earth. All that and more. Earn Perber Earth. Brandy Carlisle is the announcer. Eric Stone Street as Frank. Mike Fotis as Canadian government guy. Christina Baldwin and me as the Girdletons. And now a game constructed for this very show. This game is called Eric Stone's Treat Brandy Carlisle. I will give each of our guests the name of something. Eric Stone Street will tell me if it's a famous Eric, the name of some stones, or the name of a delicious treat. Brandy Carlisle must decide whether the name given to her is a type of brandy, a car, or a dude with Lyle in his name. Are you ready? It doesn't matter. Here we go. Eric Gabro. Um, Is it Eric Stone or Treat? It is Eric Gabro. He's a professional hockey player. Part of a group of dark, often coarse-grained, mafic, intrusive igneous rocks, chemically equivalent to plutonic basalt. I knew that. I knew Brandy. that. That's the big part of Brandy's recording process. It was, I was biting my tongue. Brandy Leganza. Is it a Brandy, a car, or a guy named Lyle? That is on my rider. It is a Brandy. Mid-sized sedan from Daewoo. <laughs> I have a Leganza, thank you very much. Eric Mazarek. Hmm? Mazarek. Eric Stones or Treat? That's a treat. I want one now. <laughs> a variety of sweet short pastry baked in Poland. Well done. Brandy Alzado. Oh. Brandy, Carr, or Lyle? I know it. You were sipping a Brandy Alzado before the show, weren't you, Eric? I love a Brandy Alzado. <laughs> it's definitely a Lyle. Yes. Lyle Alzado, famed NFL defensive lineman. Played for the Broncos and the Raiders. Eric, Chert. Hmm? Chert. Chert? Chert. Is it an Eric, Stones, or a Treat? I feel like I did that once in college. <laughs> uh, it is a Stone. Microcrystalline sedimentary rock. Put a chert on it. <laughs> Brandy. Yeah. Alambic. Alambic? Brandy, Carr, or a guy named Lyle. I don't know. That is on my rider. It's a brandy. It is a brandy. <laughs> Cognac style. Eric Draven. Eric Stones or Treat Draven. I think I think it's Eric Draven. He's a he's a stonemason <laughs> who always brings treats to work. No, um, Eric Draven, fictional lead character from The Crow. It is an Eric. Brandy Starion. Oh, that's definitely a car. Hatchback Sports Car by Mitsubishi. I was familiar with that. Eric, Charlie Watts. He's a drummer. For the? Stones. That's right. Brandy Martell. His was amazing, that last one. (laughs) It's a, um, 
That's a brandy. The oldest cognac maker in the world. Yes, it is a brandy. All the brandy devotees need to be quiet, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You know, nobody gets saucy after having too many stones before a show. That's right. But give them some brandy. All right, so at this point, uh, it is uh, a 4-4 tie, and we're heading into the final question. Hey, look, whatever happens, we're still friends. Eric. Yeah? Swoof. Hmm? Swoof. S-F-O-U-F. Swoof. Swoof. Is, is it a stone? Is it a street? Or is it a car? No. Is it an Eric? It's a car. Is it a stone or is it a treat? A swoof stone? A swoof? Er, Eric Swoof? Hey, my name's Eric Swoof. Swoof. No. Swoof. Uh, it is a car. It's a car. Oh, no, that's not mine. Hold on. <laughs> a sweet almond cake from Lebanon. All right, Brandy, you have a chance to win it all here. <clears throat> is this a Brandy, a car, or a guy named Lyle? Overbay. <laughs> I am familiar with that. What? <laughs> that is a guy named Lyle. Lyle Overbay is a former major league first baseman. <laughs> oh! The winner is Brandy Carlisle. Congratulations. You got Charlie Watts, and you still couldn't pull it out. I know. Oh, well. Once again, WikiHow Theater, actual how-to articles from wikihow.com, presented as choral readings. Wiki, how'd you do it? Wiki, who, I didn't do it well. WikiHow Theater. How to become an American icon. There is no exact way to become an American icon. Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, the Beatles. (laughs) And all of the American icons found our own way. You have to follow your dreams. Never listen to other people. Nobody else matters but you. (laughs) (laughs) Make the strives. Strives are like strides, except not as long and more difficult. (laughs) Do a lot to get yourself well-known and use the popularity that you gain to help the world's natural causes, world hunger, cancer, whatever you can. (laughs) Be original and always be humble and grateful. The perfect thing to inspire is love and good. Remember to inspire. Make a legacy of yourself. Write your name in the stone mines of the world. You know, you gotta be patient. Don't be sad if your first performance, you, you don't get discovered. Keep, keep doing things, eventually you'll get discovered. Try something like amateur night at the Apollo Theater in New York City. <laughs> That's a cigar, right? Yeah, it's a cigar. Oh, uh, it's a cigar. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You know, they can't see it on radio, but I think they feel it. Yeah, listen, I'm smoking my cigar. Professional actor, Eric Stone Street. (laughs) Just barely. (laughs) How to safely swim with piranhas. Wait until night to enter the water. Piranhas hunt in the day and sleep at night. Remember that other predators, such as um, caimans, 
are most active at night if attempting to cross a waterway with the diversity of organisms, I'm doing cam, then <laughs> the dangers of traveling at night may far outweigh the benefits. <laughs> Stay out of the water if you have an open bleeding cut. <laughs> You should also avoid carrying raw meat into the water. <laughs> avoid, avoid making a fuss. Recent studies suggest that desperate piranhas are attracted more by activity than by blood. Avoid talking. Don't use flashlights or lanterns when night crossing. Create a diversion. As a last-ditch effort, try to create a diversion by releasing an animal carcass or a substantial quantity of raw meat downstream from your desired crossing point. And that is WikiHow Theater. WikiHow Theater. Eric Stone Street, Brandy Carlisle, Christina Baldwin, Mike Fotis, and me reading those. Once again, Brandy Carlisle.
in your life? Go to witsradio.org and find out how you can see a Wits show in person. You can sign up for our newsletter, get the latest about what our various Wits guests are up to, or tell us what you're up to on Twitter. Just tag us. We're at Wits. Thank you to our friends Eric Stone Street and Brandy Carlisle. Thanks also to Ali Lozoff, our intern Autumn Burgraff, and the staff of the Fitzgerald Theater, Tom Campbell, Aaron Cassio, Dan Zimmerman, Mike Wangan, and Alan Freckman. Special thanks to Jeff Kamen. Wits is written by me and Ben Acker, Jeff Drake, Joe Greenway, and Mike Fotis, who also acted in this week's show, along with Christina Baldwin. We're joined this week by our music director, John Munson, and the witnesses, Janie Winterbauer, Steve Rohn, and Richard Medic. Our technical director is Corey Schreppel. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney. And our senior producers are Hans Buto and Larissa Anderson. I'm John Moe. Bye now. <laughs>